Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top of Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 55th year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Today's program, of course, is live, so you can call in. You can join our discussion with you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. We're going to spend the majority of today's program talking about this COVID-19 thing. I'm going to call it the COVID shock. Uh, taking this from an article written by Mark uh, Katov, or Katkov, uh, U.S. sets daily record for new COVID-19 cases. And I actually wrote this article on uh, uh, Friday morning. And uh, the numbers have actually gotten worse uh, since I last uh, I developed this, this program. With numbers spiking across southern states, the United States set a daily record for new COVID-19 cases on Thursday, uh, 39,972. We're actually up over 40,000 a day over Friday night and today. Each of those two days, over 40,000. That's four or 5,000 more cases per day than we had in March when we decided to shut the entire economy down. We're actually about one-sixth <laughs> more uh, now than we were at that time. Are we going to shut the country down again? Where, where are we at in New York State? We're at phase three. We may not see phase four, <laughs> let alone phase five. Uh, this is as serious as it can possibly be. Our best estimate right now is that for every case that has been reported, there are at least 10 other infections. Now, I'm taking that from this report that said that as of June 26, we had had 2.42 uh, 2 million people, 2,422,000 uh, people had become infected with this virus. And at that point, we had 124,416 people dead from this virus over the course of a four-month period. This is the same virus that we were told by our president that this is going to vanish. It's going to be like magic. It's going to go away. We don't have to do anything more about it. We just got to keep our economy going. Don't worry about it. Just got to get me reelected. Well, he didn't quite say that, but that's what he meant. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced Thursday that the state will pause further, uh, further reopening of its economy because of what it uh, called a massive outbreak of the coronavirus. Of course, Texas is uh, the first or second uh, leading uh, infectious state in terms of growth of the virus, new infections uh, from a day to day in that state. Arizona, which is running neck and neck uh, with Texas, Governor Doug Ducey pleaded with citizens to stay home if at all possible, but he again refused to impose statewide uh, restrictions. Uh, and of course, the state's inventory of intensive care units is almost completely full. I think it was 95% full. They, they were 95% full across the state. So if they take another 60 or 70 cases that require uh, ICU uh, uh, treatment, they may not have the facilities to be able to accommodate those people. They may have to, to have those people driven to other states. 
So this is just an extraordinary situation. John Hopkins University, uh, they're what they call the world dot com, reported that uh, COVID-19 cases uh, worldwide showed uh, Thursday that more cases were recorded in the United States in the previous 24 hours than any other day since the first cases were diagnosed uh, in the country in mid-January. While the university posted uh, 40,598 40, cases, the website had uh, 40,184. But that's not even the depth. Uh, I went to the CDC's website, uh, uh, Robert Wed- Dr. Robert Redfield, Redfield is the director of the Center for Disease Control and, and Prevention. Uh, the, their website indicated that there were uh, some 2.469 million people, 2,469,000 people had been infected and that there had been 2,520, excuse me, 2,526 deaths overnight from Friday to today. In another article, uh, records came, uh, uh, the records come as the Center for Disease Control and Prevention uh, warned Thursday that infections could be 10 times more than what we have logged. Uh, going to another article by, this is in the Washington Times, just want to give you how this blowback has occurred within uh, our American public. The people that some of the folks that listen to our program listen to and, and uh, take their information from. One of those sources is a uh, paper called the Washington Times, which I've talked about, I've, I've quoted some things from them before. Uh, they try to present themselves as a news outlet, but they're basically, in my view, uh, the, the true fake news. Uh, they said that the new coronavirus is real. The response to the coronavirus is hyped. And in time, this hype will be revealed as politically hoaxed. They claim that uh, COVID-19 will go down as one of the, world, the, the political world's biggest, most shamefully overblown overhyped, overly and irrationally inflated and outright deceptively flawed uh, responses to a health matter in American history, one that was largely carried on the, on the lips of medical professionals who have no business running a national economy or government. <laughs> the, the Times, Washington Times goes on to say the facts are this, the COVID-19 is a real disease that, that sickens some, proves fatal to others, mostly the elderly, and does nothing to the vast majority. So that's the spin that's been thrown out here by these conservatives. That's, that's what they've been telling us. That article was written in April. We are now in near the end of June. What do you think now? Do you think that this is a hoax? Uh, Quentin Fattrell uh, wrote an article on, on uh, five critical mistakes, and I'm going to get to our, uh, our phones in just a second. Five critical uh, mistakes created... Uh, uh, in response to this public health crisis. The first was uh, people thinking, like the uh, Washington Times, yeah, it's a virus, it's really it's a real sickness, but it's not that bad. Uh, the mayor of Wuhan, uh, China, uh, Zhu Zhangwan, said 5 million people had left the city of Wuhan before travel restrictions were imposed ahead of the Lunar New Year. COVID-19 rapidly spread from a single city uh, to the entire country within just 30 days, according to a February 24th paper on the fatalities uh, of the disease in China. Uh, President Trump wrote on uh, Twitter on March 9th, he says, last year, 37,000 Americans died from the flu. Nothing is shut down. 
life and the economy go on. Nothing would be worse than declaring victory before victory is won. The, the virus will go away. He said that more than a dozen times. Then this second mistake, people not willing to wear a mask. They turned the mask thing into a political statement. If you wore a mask, that meant you were a bleeding liberal, and therefore your uh, sentiments could not be trusted. If you didn't wear a mask, that meant that you were an American patriot. You know, you wore a Confederate flag on one shoulder and whatever American nationalist, you know, uh, fly, I guess the American uh, national flag uh, on the other shoulder. Uh, and you, you, you would not wear a mask if you're a really strong stand-up American. As a result, uh, what we found is the, the evidence, according to the New England Journal of Medicine, there's evidence that human-to-human -human transmission has occurred among close contacts uh, since the uh, middle of December, yet authorities have prevaricated, uh, or in other words, they have not uh, taken up as a national mandate that everyone wear these masks because the face coverings or masks are the most effective route we have to eliminating human-to-human -human, uh, transmission of this virus. Previous studies have concluded that face masks have helped uh, reduce uh, the contagion. The third mistake was buying into that nonsense about a hydro, uh, uh, hydroxychlorine, that it, that it would somehow um, uh, defeat the virus. That was just craziness. Why would we listen to something that Donald Trump says? I do not know. Then, fourth, letting people go back outside and acting like they didn't have to keep social distance from each other. Florida, Alabama, Arizona, California, Nevada, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Carolina, and Texas have all seen humongous surges in their cases as they've opened up open up their beaches, let people run around in the Ozarks of the Arkansas, you know, half naked, you know, drinking in the pools and spreading coronavirus all over each other. Matt Ryan, the executive director of the World Health Organization's Emergencies Program, uh, he stated he warned in May of com complacency around surrounding relaxation of social distancing measures. We're seeing that play out, particularly in these southern states right now. And the last thing was, Coronavirus doesn't really care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. Coronavirus just cares that you are accessible. Let me get my hands on you so that I can re replicate myself in you. Let me grab, uh, and we got a number of calls on now. We got four callers on the line. So uh, is it John first? Let me grab John in Lockport first, then we'll grab Tony. We'll probably get, we'll, we'll see what we do. We'll get to the break. You'll help me to, to sort this out. Let me get John on in Lockport. John, how are you doing out there? Hi, Nathan. Uh, a friend of mine yesterday told me about his for going into uh, quest for a uh, a, a test, test. Mm -hmm. and uh, everybody in there was wearing a mask except for this one guy. Mm -hmm. And then the guy, the guy then uh, says, uh, "I'm not wearing a mask," and he refused. She had to get to the point where she was going to call the police mm -hmm. because you know they wouldn't take him in. Now, I don't know what happened after that, but that's the kind of thing that's happening. They, it is a, they're, they look, they're looking at this like it's a political statement. Yep. Every film that you see of every other country in the world, everybody's wearing a mask. This is the only country where there's, you have that question. Can, can I share a fact with you that does not get talked about at all in our media? The yep. continent of Africa has somewhere between 1.3 and 1.4 billion people that live on the continent. Write that number down, 1.3 to 1.4 billion people. They've had a total, a total of 40,000 confirmed 
uh, uh, infections for the entire continent through the end of May. They had less than 3,100 deaths across the entire continent through the end of May. How is it that a place that we think, think of <coughs> as being third world countries <coughs> that doesn't have sophisticated uh, health systems, uh, doesn't have sophisticated uh, communications technology and so on, that's the way it's viewed uh, in the United States, how is it that they have almost no infections and hardly any deaths across their continent and here we are, the most sophisticated, technologically advanced country in the history of the world, and we've got the most cases, the most, the most infections, and the most deaths. How can right. that possibly be? Unless right. we're, know, we're, and, we're and, go ahead. And, they, and you know, the excuse that they that these people give is you're infringing on my rights, and it, it shows the, such a lack of understanding of the United States Constitution, the Bill of Rights. You have limitations on your rights. You can't yell fire in a, in a crowded theater. Uh, you can't, you can't uh, do a lot of things. I mean, uh, uh, you have to have a warrant to get into a, a house unless you hear some uh, gunshot inside. I mean, there are limitations to everything. You, you have a freedom of, to do what you want to do un unless it infringes on somebody else's rights. And that's what the the mask thing is all about. Yep. They they say I've got the right I don't, I've got the right to do what I want to do. No, you don't. It's uh, the First Amendment doesn't cover it. It's not totally inclusive. You hit there are limitations. Absolutely. All the amendments. Yep. Yeah. Uh, John, I gotta run. I gotta get a lot of calls, and we got five on right now. So. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. Let me grab Tony on so we can get him before the break. Tony, how are you doing out there? Uh, I'm angry. Uh -oh. And I'm going to tell you why. I've been for the last year. I've been still pondering the question: Why were no notes uh, taken during the meetings that the President Trump had with Putin? Right. I know the answer now. Trump is a traitor hmm. to the men and women that serve our nation. He hmm. is a traitor. Why is he a traitor? Because Putin put a bounty. On our soldiers yep. serving in Afghanistan, he put a bounty on And the this. fact that the record says that he paid some of the bounties means that at least some of the 20 Americans that were killed in 2019 were people that were killed by these bounty hunters. There were 20 families affected by this. They lost a son or a daughter. 20. Tell me something. No, he knew this was going on, and he kept it from everybody yep. because they didn't allow the notes to be taken. Yep. I mean, this is a traitorous act. It, I mean, he could, why didn't he just take a gun and shoot our own soldiers? Yep. He let Putin do it. I'm angry. You can't, you can't be the president of this country and violate your office to keep us safe. And keep our soldiers especially safe. I mean, how is it possible that this is not like the center of the national news, right next to COVID-19, that well, our president the, appeared to have co-signed, co you know, to this behavior? The, doc the documents weren't unearthed until late Thursday night and Friday morning. Well, you got to give it time, Al. Well, we, we got to get it out there. Yep. We found this out on Rachel Maddow show. Who yep. else? Yep. Who else is the best journalist in the world? She is. Mm -hmm. Pence. Pence. Mm -hmm. He goes and brought out a mask to a meeting. Now, we noticed this wasn't held at the White House. Right. It wasn't held out of the White House on purpose. 
They don't want the president to say a word because he's already hung himself. Yep. He, he knew about this virus back in November. But you can't tell the, 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 the people that are his corporate body that he knew about this in December, November. The CDC reported to him that there was an outbreak in Wuhan, China. And he ignored it. And he kept ignoring it, saying, no, oh, there's only 15 cases in the whole body. Right. We won't get hit. Right. Now, Pence about to talk about yesterday is that now we're finding that it's the 20 and the 30-year-olds who are being hospitalized and died. So that's the and hustle. By the way, and by the way, in Arizona, they're over 100% capacity. Right. They were that yesterday. They're, oh, they're over 100% now. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And one last thought. About somebody that calls you at the end of the show on purpose. This man says he never seems to have seen the the video or the the, the read about the bad things that Trump's done. How many times has he said to you at the end of the show? I did, did you did you see it? You say to him, and yep. he says, "No, I didn't hear about yep. it. I didn't see it." Right? Yep, absolutely. And, and what does that tell you about what his or his feelings and and sympathies lie? They don't lie with the people of this country. They lie with Trump. Yep. And I don't care what he calls himself. He's a liar. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Tony. Thanks. Listen, why don't we do this? Let's take our first break so that we can give our, our next caller enough time. So if you all stick with us, we will see you on this side of the break. Here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Hey, it's the Moose, Mark Malusis, talking a little bit about AutoZone. Why? Because I love them. They've got more ways for you to get what you need when you need it. Why do I love them? They help me out. My wife needed a new battery. Car would not start one morning. Hopped online, ordered it, AutoZone.com. Same day, pickup, picked it up, curbside, put the battery back in the car. My wife's now driving all across Stanford, Connecticut. And listen, they don't just have batteries. They have over 100,000 parts available for you to order online. That's what makes them great as well. They'll take care of you like they took care of me. AutoZone.com. Start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Why so serious? So is your place if you are wrong in Spilled your drink? Uh. Quick! The quicker picker upper. Bounty picks up spills and messes quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading value brand. So you can get back to the party. Bounty, the quicker picker upper. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. 
All right, welcome back to Think Again. I just want to mention real quickly, we'll probably talk about this with some of our guests, our callers on this program, the Trump administration in the midst of a pandemic that is getting significantly worse than it has been uh, over the course of the past two and a half months. The Trump administration is fighting uh, to win a case before the Supreme Court to eliminate the Affordable Care Act. Now, the Affordable Care Act didn't get everybody covered with health insurance. We went from 46 or so million people not covered to around 24, 25 million people not covered. Now we're going to have another 28 million people lose their coverage because of the ending, if this occurs with the Supreme Court, if they end the Affordable Care Act, we're going to have 26 or so or 28 million people more who will be uninsured right at a time when people need reliable, accessible, highly affordable health care. This is absolutely insane, but that is what's going on in this country right now. Let me get Paul on from Buffalo and get his thoughts. Paul, how are you doing out there? I'm good, Jason. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so if the Supreme Court gets this and Joe Biden's president, there's no way that he can stop that, is there? If the Supreme Court says that it's unconstitutional, nothing Joe Biden can say can undo what the Supreme Court said as far as that law is concerned. What Biden would then have to do, although this is going to be very ugly, just as it was when Barack Obama did it, He's going to have to pull together a consensus of people in the uh, House, the Democrats and the Republicans, and then a consensus of people in the Senate of Democrats and Republicans and get a brand new health care bill passed. You saw that Barack Obama became president in January of 2009. He didn't get the health care law passed until April or May of 2010. So you got to figure it's going to take 13, 15 months to get a new bill passed over the course of that time period People are going to be without health care coverage. That's what we're going to be facing if the Supreme Court knocks down this bill. Well, maybe John Roberts will be another. It's hard to believe that he's a swing vote. I don't believe anything that John Roberts said. He's the same guy that said he got on the, on the Supreme Court because he wanted to kill the Voter Rights Act because he felt it was unfair uh, to the southern states. The only thing that was unfair about the Voter Rights Act is that it didn't apply to every single state, every county, every parish in the entire country. I mean, they do gerrymandering all over the place. They don't just do it in the South. They do it everywhere. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And if you think uh, in Georgia it was bad in, in a primary you know, who knows? Yeah, exactly. I have one more, more one more point. I did you happen to see? It's all over the place. The uh, Palm Beach County, um, I don't know what they were. They voted that everybody should wear a mask. Right. And these nut jobs. Um, I mean, they took it as a violation of their privacy rights. Yeah, and then <laughs> one 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 person, she said. Uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna arrest you, you know, a citizen's arrest, and yep. just all kinds of and and uh, what was uh, you know, I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Um, <laughs> you know, everything needs to breathe. <laughs> we should have you said know, TMI. That's just too much information. Yeah, we didn't, I was thinking about didn't that. Didn't need to know that. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see that. That's a pretty ugly thing. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm blind, and I'm saying I wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> I appreciate you, Paul. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate your yeah. input. Okay. All right. So uh, let me do right. Do we have Frank uh, next? 
Let me get Frank in Niagara Falls. Frank, how you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. Hey. uh, So they want to take health care away during a pandemic. Right. That makes sense. Wow. That's like that's like in the, in, in the middle of a fire, you take the ladder away from the house so the people on the second floor can't get down. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, whatever happened to rational thought processes? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> what they call rational. They are rationing. They're rationing the possibility that you can stay safe and that you can keep your life. You know, that's what they're rationing. Well, you know, I fear America is ready to devolve into a civil war, too. You know, the, 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 the division with the COVID-19 and police brutality issues has brought the USA to a breaking point, Nathan. Yep. You know, so I want to please allow me to present this public service message from the pages of my manuscript, soon to be book titled Confessions of a Progressive Democrat. <laughs> Subtitle, Have I Suffered Enough Yet? All rights reserved. Uh, okay. Are you feeling stressed? Frustrated, alone, depressed, even sexual dysfunction? I got a cure for you. Join a protest movement. Hold your government officials accountable for their incompetence, COVID-19 bailouts for the rich and criminal activity. I got to tell you, the greatest rush I ever experienced in my life was walking the police line at a major protest march that shut down the streets in L.A. in 1999. Officers in their military riot gear holding their beating sticks and pepper gas. Yeah, I walked, I calmly walked the line until I come across the cop with the veins popping in his neck and face. Mm. He's shaking, white knuckle grip on his billet club. Yeah, you're the guy. Mm. Only the cameras weren't here, right, officer? He has hate in his eyes. Mm. If the TV news cameras weren't here, that cop would beat the crap out of me. So I lighten the situation and move to the next officer in the line to tell a joke. Hey, officer, what do you get when two skinhead cops put their heads together? One big butt. (laughs) A female cop down the line is trying hard to hold back a laugh out loud. And then I get the protest crowd to chant against city officials on the scene. That was my job. I was a boat rocker and really good at it. You know, the strategy is after dealing with the threat of an angry crowd, city officials would finally work with the lawyers, political science and scientists and local church community leaders. Uh, you know, the police reform issue started in 1998, but the controlled by authority fascist crowd been change, uh, fighting change ever since. Hmm. And as far as the COVID-19 issue goes, you know, I mean, I don't like it myself wearing a mask, but I do it out of respect for others, mm, Nathan. Absolutely. You know, I've absolutely. been out in public since this whole thing started, and luckily I remain coronavirus-free, and I hope everyone out there uh, Listen, remains I, that too. I so wear a mask. Thanks, thanks, Frank. I wear a mask at work, and I have my own office. It's about 30 feet, you know, in each direction, and there's nobody in it but me. You know, my executive assistant has her own office outside of my office, and I still wear a mask when I'm in my office by myself. Just do it. You know, do everything we can to adopt safe practices and make them our habit. Uh, can I grab uh, Al real quick? Let me get Al real quick. Al, how you doing out there? I'm hanging in there. Great. Yeah, they, they keep moving the goalposts. They, it's almost like they're redefining what it – I mean, they keep redefining what it means to be a, a true conservative. 
I mean, when you got Republican strategists like David Frum, who was a former speechwriter for uh, George Bush, uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Scaramucci, former White House uh, press secretary, yep. assistant, uh, and then you got Stephen Schmidt, yep, there he is. <laughs> uh, campaign manager for John McCain, Tom Ridge, definitely not a not a liberal. Um, then you got former RNC chairman Michael Steele, definitely not a liberal. George Will, not a liberal. Michael Smirconish. And then you got James Mattis, uh, former Secretary of Defense. They're all coming out writing scathing articles, op-eds, saying that, I mean, they're denouncing this president, saying that he's got to be removed. Then you've got that born-again Christian magazine coming out, uh, you know, against Trump. So what, what will it take to, to, to uh, pop the bubble that these, that these uh, so-called our dismal allies seem to be living in? Because... I, I mean, the only it, it thing would... that can do what you're talking about, Al, is we'd have to get a nation, which we got the seeds of it going, a nationwide campaign focused on our legislators, on our Congress people and our senators. They should be demanding a recall. If they have to create a new law to do it, I don't think there is a recall provision in our, our Constitution for recalling the president. But they could be done. I mean, the, the mere well, I'm fact— I'm not talking about just the president. I'm talking about the Republican Party. I mean, when they, when they decided to, you but know— you gotta, uh, you got to think about it logically. You're not going to—to get something like that would require all the Republicans to vote against themselves. Well, that would, this that's, that's gonna not going to happen. Gonna happen. He's, he's definitely not going to survive. He's, nev- he's definitely not—with the Lincoln Project coming out with a bunch of ads, then you got other Republican organizations coming out against Trump. He's not going to make it a second term. The the problem is, Al, we have to survive over the next five or six months. That's what I'm talking about. He's not going to get reelected. There's no no doubt in my mind he's not going to get reelected. But how do we recover? And and will he, you know, will he step down peacefully? That's the big question. Will he, you know. I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to talk about this again next week, Al. That's the that, to me, is the big enchilada in the room or the gorilla in the, the room. The big elephant in the room, right? Yeah. No because you've intended, seen but... enough with what went on in, in uh, Georgia, uh, what, with, what, went, what went on in Louisville, uh, Kentucky, uh, what went on in uh, St. Louis. You know, you had lines that were like a mile and a half long. They, they had one state where they, they killed like 3,200 or 3,300 polling places and collapsed them down into three or 23 polling places. How in the world can you do something like that? You don't put polling places out because, or, or, or close them because half of the people that used to vote by uh, in person now vote by mail. The people who are still voting in person still need to have a polling place that's accessible. They shouldn't have right. to, to, to drive 15 miles to get to a polling place. Right, so the Republicans can't win election based, elections based on the merits. So they, it's they have what I said last week. At the end of the day, the Republicans have one core philosophy. If you can't win playing fair, cheat. Right. And you know that their, their number one goal, and they, they said it, and we should believe them, that they want to shrink the government so small as to drown it in the bathtub. Now, under Trump, with, the, with this latest attempt to, to try to repeal the Affordable Care Act again, while we're under a pandemic, you know, yep. seems to be, I, I would say they're, that they're literally trying to shrink the government. But anyways, thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Al. Appreciate you. Let's grab Kevin and get him on real quick, and maybe we'll get one more call in before the end of the break. Uh, Kevin, how are you doing out there? 
Yeah, just watching on the sidelines, man. No, um, <laughs> you are never on the <laughs> sidelines. I know better than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, you know what the the question that you ask? Uh, you know uh, how you know about getting all the Republicans to uh, to to change. You know whether it is stopping Trump or whatever. Listen, mm-hmm. Trump is just the tip of the iceberg. If we don't change the system, we can't do anything. And I know for a fact that uh, this last special election that went by, mm-hmm. okay, um, that by itself, you watch here in Western New York, it is going to be the epicenter or the ground zero, right, mm-hmm. for the change in leadership in the Republican Party, not only here in Western New York, but other parts of the country. Because this current Republican Party, it is not the party of Lincoln Definitely mm-hmm. isn't. They ain't representing that. Um, as far as the epidemic is concerned, mm-hmm. <laughs> listen, what I'm seeing that both sides doing, okay, it's, you know, I'm seeing that when, they, you know, uh, Trump supporters turn out in a mass rally, and by the way, I wear my mask when I go into public places, by the way. Thank you. I ain't one of those using this as a political It's tool. not political. It's just I am common not using sense. It. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I appreciate right. it you. It is not. Yep. And I, I see that being played by the Republicans. And I see with the Democrats that while they sit down and they condemn the, um, you know, the Republicans from doing this, which I myself condemn them for doing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, guess what? But it's okay. I don't hear them doing or saying anything as far as mass protests and mass funerals that I have seen taking place. So that's basically how I see it. But anyway, well, you, that's, that's an odd equivalency. But okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure why yeah. that's that, that. By the way, the the founders of the country did put something in place to deal with situations like this. What did they put? Well, uh, there is something that is known as the Convention of States. Now, you do know that the federal government is really supposed to be the agent of the states, right? Right. Yeah. Well, the states combined has the power to pull the federal government in line and keep them in two. And guess what? It's going to be happening. It'll be a slow process because Michigan is going to be the 16th of the needed uh, 35 states needed for a Convention of States to take place to bring this federal government in line. So don't you worry. <laughs> I think this is going to happen because going and voting right now... So you have to ask make... yourself, uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin, what is it that the Convention of States, w- w- what would they Are be you... bringing the, the federal government in line to? See, this is well, the thing that people don't don't grasp. You know, when you say things like that, that sounds uh-huh. that sounds real, real deep and real heavy, like, wow, that's what we're going to do. But yeah. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. how do you take 50 states plus the Virgin Islands, plus mm-hmm. uh, 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 Papua New Guinea, uh, plus uh, Puerto Rico. How do you take, you know, 50 states and territories and say that all of you come together on a reimagination of what the federal government is when every single one of those states has a completely different idea about what it is that they're thinking that they're, they're imagining? Well, so that's, yeah, could, that, that's a non-starter in my mind. I think that we have to think about this in a completely different way. I appreciate you, man. I got to get Donnie on before the end of the break. Thanks, Kevin. Donnie in Middleport, how are you doing out there? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, uh, I had a question about this uh, uh, protests we got across this country about the police brutality. and been going on for 
since it started the country. Right. Anyhow. It's been almost four and, weeks. Right. And we have people in this country from every uh, 300 million some plus people from every discipline, every science, and we can't figure out uh, the, the police brutality. Uh, why don't we just treat the uh, police brutality like we approach the uh, Boy Scouts of America? Every school, uh, every scoutmaster is not bad, but we had scoutmasters that covered up and condoned what other uh, criminal scoutmasters do. Right. Yeah, like I say, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. See, you treat the police the same way. The institution, the cultural racist institution, uh, the fact that they got within there, like with baby with a bathwater. We had children. We were babies once. You take the, the you collect, you collect the. <coughs> You, you, you take the you take the baby out, and you throw the dregs, the dreck, and the dross down the trap, and you double flush them right into the front door <laughs> of the courthouse. Yes, just like but, it is. But you're right because at the end of the day, it's not that the Boy Scouts as a system is bad. You just right. have some bad people who see the Boy Scouts Scouts as a way for them to do what they want to do under the cover of being a Boy Scout Scout leader, whatever they call. You know yep. their their hierarchy. Uh, right. th that that's what's really going on. Uh, people uh, 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 sort of uh, put themselves in positions to be able to engage in the conduct they want to engage in, and be able mm -hmm. to hide under the cloak of something else. So I don't want to I don't want to say what I was going to say because I don't want to blame anybody's particular you know uh, a mm -hmm. vocation. But in the police right. departments, you have two kinds of people that cannot be policed. One is a person who has a racial animus towards other people, whether it's right. all non-white people or it's some non-white people, whatever it is, anybody mm -hmm. that has a racial animus towards anybody else, you can't be a police officer, period. You have to be a material right. handler or an assembly worker or something. You can't be a police officer. The other person that you can't have in the police department is a person who is addicted to power. A person who, right. uh, when they get a little bit of power, they just want to wield it. They just get crazy. I can wield this power, wield this. That person can't be a police officer because there's too much authority that's rested or invested in a police officer for a person right. who is not self-accountable to have that kind of authority. So you have to be listening and you have to have managers, sergeants, lieutenants, captains, chiefs. You got to have managers in your police department who themselves will be governed by paying attention and identifying people who are saying things that reveal character traits that a person should not have to be a police officer, and you got to get those people off the force. Now, I don't think you just take them off the first time they said something bad, but you got to step to a person and say, if I hear something like that from you again, or I see something like that from you again, you're off the force. And you got to get rid of them so that it becomes the culture of the police department that people that behave like that can't stay. That's how you get rid of that stuff. But if you if you also look at the police there, um, and it's strange, but most of most of our police today are suburbanites for some reason. I don't know, just people move around, and they treat people like dirt. I'm looking at the, they got the lines set up. That's what I mean they, about that power hungry thing. Exactly what you're saying. People that talk out of the side of their mouth at people to get willful, you know, and controlling and 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 like they're ruling over people. Police officers are public servants. They're not gods. They're not hired rulers. They're public servants. Their job is to serve the public, to keep the peace. Their job is not to rule over people and lord it over people. That's not what they're supposed uh, supposed to do. Whoop, oh, sorry, I lost you right there. Thanks, Donnie. <coughs> Excuse me, we're going to take our last break. 
Then we'll get uh, Ron on and we'll get Rambo Jim on. If you all stick with us, we will see you on the side of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. The National Constitution Center serves as America's leading platform for constitutional education and debate. It is central to the center's mission to convene discussions about current constitutional issues facing our nation so that people of all ages and perspectives can learn about, debate, and celebrate the greatest vision of human freedom in history, the U.S. Constitution. For the center's live programs, constitutional news, podcasts, educational resources, and online interactive constitution, visit constitutioncenter.org. Yeah, we're all busy with important things to do. But don't forget, it's also important to laugh. Laughing keeps you sane. So for your sanity's sake, check out Comedy Now on Radio.com. After college, I moved into my own apartment. It's near where my parents live. It's across the hallway. Comedy Now plays non-stop stand-up comedy from the best comedians in America. I'll tell you what place I like on the plane is that little bathroom. It's like your own little apartment on the plane. Listen to Comedy Now anytime on Radio.com, on your desktop, smart speakers, or the free Radio.com app. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. Donald Trump has been the worst president this country has ever had. And I, I, I don't say that hyperbolically. He, he is. Um, but he is a consequential president. And he has brought this country in three short years to a place of weakness that is simply unimaginable if you were pondering where we are today from the day where Barack Obama left office. And there were a lot of us on that day who were deeply skeptical and very worried about what a Trump presidency would be. But this is a moment of unparalleled national humiliation of weakness when you listen to the president these are the musings of an imbecile an idiot and i don't use those words to name call i use them because they're the precise words in the english language to describe his behavior his comportment his actions we've never seen a level of incompetence a level of ineptitude so staggering on a daily basis by anybody in the history of the country who's ever been charged with substantial responsibilities. It's just astonishing that this man is the president of the United States, the man, the con man from New York City, many bankruptcies, failed businesses, a reality show that branded him as something that he never was, a successful businessman. Well, he's the president of the United States now, 
and the man who said that he would make the country great again. He's brought death, suffering, and economic collapse on truly an epic scale. And let's be clear, this isn't happening in every country around the world. That is so absolutely true. Absolutely true. I'm glad that Ron is going to be my next person. I think he'll – it's Ron is next, right? Yep. Uh, Ron, how are you doing out there in Chittawaga? Well, baseball is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> At least 60 well, games, right? I'll be a little less bored. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be weird with the – how is there – really going to not have any fans. And what happens? You'll hear the ball hit the bat, and we'll maybe hear the guys in the dugout, but everything will be quiet. Maybe they'll put canned – I was thinking they just put canned applause out there. You know? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you know the thing about this whole thing with, uh, and because of all the stuff going on, there almost no mainstream coverage of the massive um, voter suppression done by the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Barber was on uh, the Democracy Now a couple of days ago talking about this in North Carolina, all these important battleground states. Look at even Kentucky's not really considered a battleground state, but when they had that primary that Mitch McConnell apparently easily won, mm-hmm. uh, they had one polling place for the largest Democratic right. uh, city, uh, Louisville. Right. Well, one polling place. Normally they have, what, 200? They, I mean, this is what they're able to get, and nobody's talking about it in the mainstream media. Now you're going to probably hear... Uh, some of the conservative people come on and talk about, oh, Trump's going to win, Trump's going to win. I think he could win because of this, because nobody's paying Even the, Where is Biden on this? And we Biden's don't know gonna what's going to happen with this. even the mail-in ballots. You mean we're supposed to trust the Republicans who have already said that cheating is the way that they're going to win? We heard the guy in Pennsylvania actually brag about the fact that because they're successful in suppressing the vote, that the Republicans were going to be able to win the elections in 2016. So yep. we know it's in their blood you know, to cheat. Where's Biden talking about this? Mm-hmm. Everybody's making a big deal, and even the MSNBC, the, you know, the MSDNC, about the 14-point lead, and he's ahead in this state. The battleground states are all under 10 points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got to figure out, we're starting out because of this voter suppression and the gerrymandering and these, these uh, closing of polls, but we're starting minus 10 points. Yep. we got to, I'll be a little more secure. I don't think if it's if it gets up to 20 points and in, in over 10 points in all the battleground states, I'll feel a little better. But this is something you, these these uh, these dil, uh, uh, these uh, <laughs> almost a bad word these uh, uh, dum dums on MSNBC and and uh, uh, the uh, the you, mainstream you, media. Ron, you just have to ask yourself, what do you need to see to know that this man is essentially a buffoon? That he has no, he has no, he doesn't read. I, I refuse to believe that he's unintelligent. I'm not accepting that. Well, they, they love him. I mean, you look at this, this uh, 27th district uh, primary. They were all three of them were were saying who loves Donald Trump more, and apparently Chris Jacobs had more ads, <laughs> and he said he loved Donald Trump yep. more, and he, he got elected by 26,000 votes. So I yep. mean. There are people out there that they, you know, can't confuse them with the facts. They're just going to go out there and vote for him because, I don't know, he makes white people feel good or something. Well, I heard a lady, it was a, a white couple, an older couple. They looked like they were in their late 60s, early 70s. And she said the reason why she was with Donald Trump, she said, it's because of my 401K. 
And it took me a second to understand what she meant, but she's thinking that because her 401k from uh, January of 2017 to today has probably grown by about 250% in its value, she thinks that Donald Trump is the reason why that occurred, and because it occurred on his watch, she wants to keep that going. She misses the fact that when Barack Obama took over, the Dow Jones was less than 7,000. When Barack Obama left, it was over 18,000. So it, it had grown by more than 250% over the course of Barack Obama's term. She doesn't seem to see that. She just sees her pocketbook. That's, that's all she sees. Well, if we're on 1K, I don't know, maybe she's rich enough. If you do a little research, you find that most 401Ks are not going to get you very far for, the, for most people. Now, uh, how is it? How is this uh, coronavirus thing uh, affecting the 401k? The stock market's been going mm-hmm. down again. So, uh, I, I mean, you'd have to look at it each individual one is how you know how many different plans are. But no, nah, this is something that where are the Democrats talking about? Look, the only I'd be a part of my campaign stump speech would be the Democrats or the Republicans have nothing to offer except tax cuts for the rich. The only way they can win is cheat. Look what they did in Louisville. Look what they did in Wisconsin. Look what their uh, judges are doing in the courts. Folks, you've got to realize, if you want to have any semblance of a democratic system here left, where one person, one vote really means anything, mm. you can't vote Republican. That should be part and part of their main platform plank of their whole campaign from now until the November. Yeah. Returning America to the democracy that we have believed America to be. That's yeah. really got to be the, the, the theme of the campaign. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate you, man. Let me get Rambo Jim on in Tonawanda, North Tonawanda, not Tonawanda, North Tonawanda. Hey, Rambo, how you doing out there? Good, Nathan. Nathan, I got some bad news. I know this is going to break your heart. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm not making this up. Last Saturday night, President Trump gave Fox News its highest ratings. Saturday, I want to specify, Saturday night ratings in the history of Fox News. You mean people viewing uh, yep. Fox News. Yep. And so what's the he significance of that? highest Saturday night ratings in their history. And like Rush was saying, you want to talk about a poll? That could be the most important poll that has been taken yet. Wait a minute, Rambo. Let's try to have logic here. The, what you're talking about is how many people came and watched that segment of Fox News. That's a different issue than whether or not Donald Trump is going up or down in the polls. I would not, Nathan. I'm just telling you because, like Rush said, they might have been watching Fox News because there was something they thought that. But they may have been watching Fox News because there may have been a lot of people interested in hearing whatever it was they thought Fox was going to talk about or Trump was going to talk about in that segment. But that doesn't change. That that that's not the same thing as as rating Donald Trump. Donald Trump's ratings have fallen. He's now around 37% in the polls compared to uh, uh, Joe Biden being up around 53% or 54% uh, in the polls. That's Trump is exactly where he was, was four years ago. You don't get it. But what's that got to do with your issue about Fox <laughs> News? It's, 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 we heard this for four years. Trump won't... Trump's done. So let, Trump me, let me give you an example of what I'm talking. Rambo, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Donald Trump claimed that he had a million people that were coming to see him in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that a million people had bought tickets to come to his, uh, his, his affair or whatever they were. They ordered tickets to come to his affair. Then when Showtime came, 
only 6,200 people or less showed up at the Bank of uh, Oklahoma uh, Arena. Now, all of that whining about kids ordered the tickets and didn't use them and so on is irrelevant. If there were 19,000 people that wanted to come to the Bank of uh, Oklahoma uh, Arena, they would have shown up. If there was what he claimed, that there was going to be this great big overflow crowd, they had an out, uh, outdoor uh, 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 area for the overflow crowd that was bigger than the arena. But when you saw they were actually taking the outdoor uh, 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 stage apart about 10 minutes after the time when the uh, rally was supposed to begin uh, inside the Bank of uh, Oklahoma Arena. So clearly, Donald Trump doesn't have the draw that you and others seem to claim that he has. Just because some people watch Fox News doesn't mean they care a kitty about Donald Trump. I mean, didn't that ring a bell to you that Donald Trump couldn't get more than 6,200 people to come to his 19,100 uh, 19,900 uh, uh, a seat stadium. Didn't that ring a bell to you that maybe maybe there's something going on here that we need to be paying attention to? Maybe it's Donald Trump who's losing favor, not the liberal, what you call progressive uh, uh, part of the electorate that they're losing favor. I'll tell you how you're lo- who's losing favor. Go ahead, tear down statues. Th- I mean, these people. You think tearing down statues to Confederate traitors is, you think tearing down statues of Confederate traitors to the United States is going to cost you votes in the United States? Anybody who would be mad about you taking down a statue to Thomas Jefferson, to to Robert E. Lee and these other uh, 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 American terrorists and traitors, anybody who was going to be upset about that, anybody who would be upset about that is somebody who's a vote you were never going to get anyway. Thomas Jefferson wasn't alive during the Civil War. I'm sorry, I didn't mean wrong. My my bad, my bad. I don't mean that Uh, one. The other. uh, what, let me give you a history lesson. Ulysses S. Grant was the, the first and only general, really, that knew how to fight. And it took Abraham Lincoln three years to find him. Ulysses S. Grant fought, led the charge to end slavery. They tore down his statue. <laughs> Not Ulysses S. Grant. They tore his statue down. <laughs> you have to, to, to cite that for me. I didn't see that. Yep. Not, not Ulysses Grant. They don't know the difference between Robert E. Lee and Ulysses. No, they did. They did tear down Robert E. Lee's statue. They didn't tear down Ulysses Grant's uh, statue. That's not true. Okay. All right. Let me get Mark on. I'm sorry, Ram, but we'll. I'll give you the actual chapter and verse that you know for certain that what you think you believe is just not true. Uh, let me get Mark on in Buffalo. Mark, how you doing out there? Fox News. And <laughs> you love to be lied to. <laughs> I mean, sometimes people just drift into things, and I don't know where they get these thoughts from. They get it from <laughs> Fox News. Or they, they, they read the Washington, Washington uh, uh, Examiner, you know, or somebody like that, right? You know, this might be heresy, but um, the corporate media is starting to lull, trying to lull people now with these polls and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that we should take the Senate keep the Congress and let him keep his mess. <laughs> That's the way you want to do it. Because that, because you know the day after Biden's elected, it's going to be his fault. Of course. 
Isn't that what they said when when uh, Barack Obama got elected? Right. In, right. in the worst economy in the history of the He's of the world. He's blaming Obama, but the day after he Biden's elected, uh, the media is going to switch to it's all Biden's yeah. fault. The pandemic is going to be yeah. his fault. The shape of the economy is going to be his he fault. Doing anything, and, yep. but never a word against this guy. Yep. And uh, um, and it was Jefferson County. They had one poll. That's what I was trying to say was Jefferson Davis. Jefferson I kept County I said Kentucky. Thomas Jefferson. I meant Jefferson Davis. <laughs> Mitch McConnell's district, they had one one poll open and, and PBS Judy Woodworth found the one black woman who agreed with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who said it was wonderful. Yeah. And, and and you know, Nathan, play uh, uh, uh it's hundred and ten degrees in the Arctic, plagues, pestilence. And worldwide dust storms, you know. <laughs> I mean, we're having things happen. Honestly, it almost seems biblical. It, there, there's a dust storm that, that kicked up in the Sahara Desert, it, and somehow it's worked its way all the way across the Atlantic. Nathan, <laughs> locusts! <laughs> right. We're back on the locust stuff again. Right. The, the yep. Three times this year, locusts yep. have stripped the, stripped the vegetation out, yep. out of Africa. Plagues, pestilence, and worldwide dust storms, 110 degrees in the Arctic. The, the, the permafrost is, is, is disappearing. Just completely All disappearing. All that going yep. up into the air. All that pollution. Yep. You know, we might not last another four years. Do we have any ozone left? Or is he, is uh, no, there was a big, <laughs> giant hole in the ozone. And I, I, they haven't said anything about that. And, the, and, these ki- and the, the, there's still 24,000 kids in cages. And that's and I think a judge said he had three weeks to get those people out, one way or the other. They had to be released. So hopefully we'll see that that that, that will take place. God bless us one and all, Nathan. Absolutely. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate you, man. All right, folks. We got a lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about over the course of the next several weeks. It's going to be interesting times, but we look forward to talking with you here at Think Again. Think Again. We'll see you all next week. listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at the same time for more Think Again.